Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. When you were born again in Christ Jesus, you've got everything in you that you need, and the rest of the Christian life is learning how to rest in what Jesus has already done. We already have these things, and it was just really about resting in the finished works of Jesus. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach on how you've already got everything that Jesus purchased for you. It's already in you. It's a done deal. All you got to do is learn how to receive. There's a big difference between begging God for something you don't have and learning how to just release something that God has already given you. And that's what this whole teaching is about. You've already got it. I'm now beginning my fourth week of teaching on this, and um, I just haven't got time to go back and summarize everything I've said, but I tell you, it is powerful. If you don't understand the truths that I've been talking about for the last three weeks, I guarantee you it is going to radically affect the way you receive from God. It is not because God is not a good God, and it's not because He doesn't want to bless us that most people aren't living in His best. It's because they don't understand that God has done His part, and now we have to believe and we have to manifest this power of God. Let me go back and just say a couple of things that I was saying last week because I want to amplify on this this week. But I was talking about that when I say that you already got everything that you'll ever need, most people just cannot swallow that because they limit what they think reality is to just this physical world, what you can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. And they think that's all there is to reality. What I was teaching the last few days of last week is that there is a whole spiritual world out there, not only out there, but inside of you. There's not only your physical body and your mental emotional part, but there is a spiritual you that most people do not recognize. And so, because they are ignorant of this and they don't realize that there's a spiritual them, they only go by what they see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. If they feel bad, if they feel discouraged, they think that's the way I am. But the truth is, in your spirit, Galatians 5.22 says you have love, joy, peace, and this is constant. It's all of the time. The whole time that you're sitting there talking about how depressed and discouraged you are, if you are born again, if Jesus has now come to live on the inside of you, in your spirit, your spirit is rejoicing and praising God and just having a great time. And there's people, I can't believe this. Why? Because you can't feel it. If you think that nothing exists beyond what you feel, it doesn't change reality. It just changes your concept of reality. And I'm telling you, most people, even most Christians, do not know that there is a spiritual world out there with angels, demons, all kinds of things going on in the spiritual realm, and not only out there, but on the inside of you. The way we see that is through the Word of God. So this is what I was talking about last week, that the way to understand how you've already got it when everything in the physical says, no, you don't have it, how do you harmonize these two? It's because you recognize that there is more to reality than just this physical realm. There's a spiritual realm. And what faith does, here's two of the statements that I've mentioned a lot during this series, but they just revolutionized my life. Faith doesn't move God. God is already moved by grace 
All faith does is reach out and appropriate what God has already provided. If He's already provided it, then how can you doubt that you will get it? See, once you understand that it's done, that God's part is done, it's a done deal, then it makes it so much easier to receive something that's already yours than it is to go and try and get something that you don't believe you have. I tell you, the things I've been saying are powerful. So I was using Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I used 2 Kings chapter 6, where Elisha prayed for his servant because his servant went out and the Syrian army had totally surrounded their city and they came for them because they had been giving away the battle plans of the king of Syria to the king of Israel. And uh, so the servant just panicked and Elisha said, Fear not, those that be with us are more than those that be with them. In the natural, if all you believe is true, is just this physical, natural world, then you would say, Elisha lied. But he didn't lie because there is more to reality than just this physical world. In the spirit realm, there were horses and chariots of fire completely surrounding them. So Elisha prayed and asked the Lord to open up the young man's eyes. And when he did, he saw into the spirit realm and saw all of these angels, tens of thousands of angels surrounding them. And if they had that, the Bible says that what they have was inferior to what we have as New Testament believers. So if they had thousands and thousands of angels surrounding them, then I have more than that surrounding me. You have more than that surrounding you. I guarantee you God is awesome, but you can't always see Him in the physical realm. You have to go by the Word of God. The Word of God is a window that you look through to see what is happening in the spiritual realm. And not only that spiritual realm out there, but on the inside of you. Who are you? What do you have? What can you do? The Word of God reveals this to you. And faith is just getting to where you take the image that the Bible paints and you believe it, you reach out, and by faith you appropriate what God has already provided by grace. Faith is just a positive response to what you believe that God has already provided by grace. Man, those are powerful, powerful statements. I want to illustrate this by using Daniel as an example. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel was praying and asking God for a revelation of the prophecy that uh, Jeremiah had given. Jeremiah said that the Israelites would go into captivity for seven, 70 years. It had already been 70 years and they weren't out of captivity yet. And so he saw this apparent contradiction. Here's what the prophecy was. Here's what our experience is. How do we harmonize this? And he was praying and asking for an answer. I'm not going to go into that part of it because uh, that would take a lot of time. That's not what I'm wanting to point out. But anyway, that was the occasion. He was praying. And so in Daniel chapter 9 and in verse 3, he says, I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said... So in verse 4, he begins to start praying his prayer. I'm not going to take time to read the whole prayer, but it goes down through verse 19. So from verse 4 through 19, if you read it, it takes somewhere around three minutes 
FOR YOU TO READ THIS PRAYER THAT HE WAS PRAYING. AND HE WAS REPENTING AND SAYING, GOD, WE DESERVE, YOU KNOW, THE the CAPTIVITY THAT WE'VE GONE INTO, BUT HERE'S YOUR PROPHECY. YOU PROPHESIED THIS. WHAT'S THE ANSWER? AND HERE IS THE LORD'S ANSWER TO HIM IN DANIEL CHAPTER 9 AND IN VERSE 20. WHILE I WAS SPEAKING AND PRAYING AND CONFESSING MY SIN AND THE SIN OF MY PEOPLE, ISRAEL, AND PRESENTING MY SUPPLICATION BEFORE THE LORD MY GOD FOR THE HOLY MOUNTAIN OF MY GOD, YEA, WHILE I WAS SPEAKING IN PRAYER, EVEN THE MAN GABRIEL, WHOM I HAD SEEN IN THE VISION AT THE BEGINNING, BEING CAUSED TO FLY SWIFTLY, TOUCHED ME ABOUT THE TIME OF THE EVENING OBLATION, AND HE INFORMED ME AND TALKED WITH ME AND SAID, O DANIEL, I AM NOW COME FORTH TO GIVE THEE SKILL AND UNDERSTANDING. SO HERE'S DANIEL PRAYING A PRAYER. IT TOOK APPROXIMATELY THREE MINUTES. AND WHILE HE WAS STILL PRAYING, GABRIEL SHOWS UP. THIS IS THE ANGEL GABRIEL, THE SAME ONE THAT APPEARED UNTO ZACHARIAS AND UNTO MARY IN LUKE CHAPTER 1 AND ANNOUNCED THE BIRTH OF JOHN THE BAPTIST AND THE BIRTH OF JESUS. SO THIS WAS A MIGHTY ANGEL OF GOD, AND GOD SENT HIM, GABRIEL, TO ANSWER HIS PRAYER. SO WHILE HE WAS STILL PRAYING, APPROXIMATELY THREE MINUTES, AND WHILE HE WAS STILL PRAYING, THE ANSWER CAME, AND HE GOT HIS ANSWER. THAT'S GREAT. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? IF EVERY PRAYER MANIFESTED ITSELF WITHIN THREE MINUTES, WE PROBABLY WOULDN'T HAVE A PROBLEM. BUT THE PROBLEM IS, IS WHEN IT TAKES THREE WEEKS OR THREE MONTHS, AND YOU STILL HAVEN'T SEEN THE RESULTS, THAT'S WHEN PEOPLE GET INTO DOUBTING AND UNBELIEF, BECAUSE THEY ARE LOOKING IN THE PHYSICAL REALM AND THINKING THAT IF NOTHING HAS HAPPENED OVER HERE IN THE PHYSICAL WORLD, THEN THAT MEANS THAT GOD HADN'T DONE ANYTHING IN THE SPIRITUAL WORLD. THAT'S JUST NOT TRUE. They. THEY ARE TWO DIFFERENT REALMS, TWO DIFFERENT REALITIES, AND THERE ARE THINGS THAT ARE TRUE IN THE SPIRIT THAT HAVEN'T YET MANIFESTED ITSELF IN THE PHYSICAL YET. BUT ANYWAY, DANIEL'S PRAYER WAS ANSWERED AND CAME INTO A PHYSICAL MANIFESTATION IN APPROXIMATELY THREE MINUTES OF HIM PRAYING. BUT LOOK AT WHAT GABRIEL TOLD HIM. IN VERSE 23, IT SAYS, AT THE BEGINNING OF THY SUPPLICATIONS, THE COMMANDMENT CAME FORTH, AND I AM COME TO SHOW THEE, FOR THOU ART GREATLY BELOVED, THEREFORE UNDERSTAND THE MATTER AND CONSIDER THE VISION. AND SO THINK ABOUT THIS. GABRIEL, WHEN HE SHOWED UP, SAYS, AT THE BEGINNING OF YOUR SUPPLICATION, THE COMMANDMENT CAME. SO THIS MEANS THAT EVEN THOUGH DANIEL PRAYED LIKE THREE MINUTES AND HE WAS STILL IN HIS PRAYER WHEN GABRIEL SHOWED UP, THAT ISN'T WHEN GOD ANSWERED THE PRAYER. GOD ANSWERED DANIEL'S PRAYER AT THE BEGINNING OF HIS PRAYER IS WHAT IT SAYS RIGHT HERE IN VERSE 23. AT THE BEGINNING OF THE SUPPLICATION, THE COMMANDMENT CAME. SO GOD ANSWERED HIS PRAYER AT THE BEGINNING OF THE PRAYER, AND IT TOOK ABOUT THREE MINUTES FOR WHAT GOD HAD DONE IN THE SPIRIT REALM TO MANIFEST ITSELF IN THE PHYSICAL WORLD. THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN JOHN 4, 24, THAT GOD IS A SPIRIT, AND THOSE WHO WORSHIP HIM MUST WORSHIP HIM IN SPIRIT AND IN TRUTH. GOD LIVES IN THE SPIRITUAL REALM. HE HAS ANGELS AND ALL OF THESE THINGS, AND GOD MOVES IN THE SPIRIT REALM. AND WHETHER WE EVER SEE WHAT GOD IS DOING IN THE SPIRIT MANIFEST IN THE PHYSICAL IS NOT DEPENDING UPON WHAT GOD'S DOING, BUT IT'S DEPENDING UPON IS THERE ANY PERSON THAT WILL BELIEVE AND RESPOND AND ACT LIKE THE SPIRIT WORLD IS REAL AND THE PROMISES OF GOD ARE REAL AND REACH OVER THERE AND BRING THEM INTO THE PHYSICAL. THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT WHEN THEY PRAY, IF THEY JUST DON'T SEE INSTANT RESULTS, THEN THEY JUST ASSUME, WELL, THEN GOD HAS CHOSEN NOT TO ANSWER MY PRAYER. MAYBE GOD'S DISPLEASED WITH ME. WE COME UP WITH A MILLION EXCUSES. RELIGION IS VERY GOOD AT THIS. 
religion comes up with all of these excuses why God didn't answer your prayer, because you haven't fasted, you hadn't prayed, you haven't lived holy, you've done this, you, you haven't been paying your tithes, and we come up with all of these things to excuse why we aren't seeing physical manifestation. The truth is the only reason that we don't see the physical manifestation of God is not because it's not His will to bless us and His desire, but rather it's because God doesn't have people that are standing in faith. They're being controlled and dominated by what they feel and what they see instead of what they believe. That's tight, but it's right. And so the angel, Gabriel, told him at the beginning of your supplication. Now, this brings up some questions. And these are some of the points that I'm wanting to make because, see, if you don't understand this, you are setting yourself up for unbelief. If you believe, like, for instance, here's a common saying that people will say often, that in the spirit realm, there is no such thing as time or distance. And what they're trying to say is that there's no limitations on God. In the spirit realm, if God wills something, boom, it's just done. And if you believe that, well, then when you pray, and let's, let's just say that you're praying over a pain in your body, and you're, you're saying, Father, take this pain away, and you pray and you ask for it, and then you say, Amen, if you still have pain, and if you believe that there is no such thing as time or distance, space in the spirit realm, that if God wills something, it just instantly comes to pass, and if your pain doesn't leave instantly, well, then you are automatically going to have thoughts of God didn't do anything. God didn't move. But here is a scriptural example. Again, I've said this before, but the Word of God is like a mirror or it's like a window that you look through to see into the spiritual realm. What is the spiritual world like? You can't contact it and perceive it in just your physical senses, your emotions and things like this. You have to look through the Word of God. And this is Scripture telling you what happens in the spirit realm. This shows that God answered a prayer instantly. At the beginning of the supplications, God gave Gabriel a command to come and give Daniel his answer. And it took about three minutes for what God had done to come into manifestation. That shows that there is a period of time. It wasn't a long period of time. Most people could probably handle three minutes if that's all it took. But what happens if it takes longer? See, this is where people begin to doubt. But if you believe that there is no time, space, distance, there is no delays, nothing like that in the spirit realm, that if God wills it, it's just done. If you believe that, you are going to be tempted with doubt the moment you pray for something and don't see physical manifestation. But this is a scriptural account, a scriptural foundation for saying that God commands and releases His power, and it takes a period of time from what God said in the spirit realm to come into the physical realm. Now, that is awesome. And I'm aware that I'm violating a lot of religious theology. There are people that believe that God has no limits such as time, space, distance on Him, and they will sit there and... And this is a theological stance they have these big names for it, but I'm just telling you, I believe what the Word of God says. The Word of God is how I perceive what is true in the spiritual realm and how the spirit world operates. And here is a scriptural precedent that God gave the command, and it took about three minutes for that command to come into a physical manifestation. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us what the problem was. 
The Bible doesn't tell us why it took Gabriel three minutes. Maybe he had to pack a bag. Maybe he... I don't know. And it would be wrong for me to speculate since I don't know. Maybe he was coming from the other side of the universe and he covered a hundred billion light years in three minutes. I don't know. It really doesn't matter. It's just the principle I'm talking about that God gave Gabriel a command to explain to Daniel the prayer, the uh, interpretation of Jeremiah's prophecy that he was asking about. And it took about three minutes from when God commanded it until it came into manifestation. And so, you know, there's a lesson in this for us. And that is that when we pray and if you're believing for a healing and you believe and you take your authority and you command that pain to stop, did you know it may take a period of time from when you speak it until you see the full manifestation? I don't know all the reasons why. I know some of the reasons why, and I'll be talking about some of this as we go through, but I don't understand everything yet. And there's some things that I pray for, and I just don't see an instantaneous results. But I know that God is faithful. I know that in the spirit realm, things are happening, and I just continue to stand on my faith. And if I don't quit, if I don't waver, in my faith, I believe that what I have in the spirit realm will become manifest and dominate in this physical world. Man, that's powerful. So right here, we learn a lesson, and that is that there is uh, op options. Even when there is no resistance from the devil, there are still opportunities from when God answers your prayer for it to take it a period of time before you see the physical manifestation of it. And then I want to use the 10th chapter of the book of Daniel. I, I love to use Daniel as an example because when I tell people about how God answered my prayer and when I saw the power of God manifest, people sometimes just put people in categories and say, well, God loves you more. You're just anointed more than I am. And they dismiss my testimony about how God has answered my prayers thinking, well, I'm not you. I'm different. It doesn't work the same for me. You're clergy you have a direct line to God, which none of those things are true. But nonetheless, people put certain people in categories and believe that you just don't have the same problems and same obstacles that I have, and they discount the testimony. Well, here's the same man. This is Daniel praying another prayer in Daniel chapter 10. And if anything, he should have gotten better results in Daniel chapter 10 because he had this miraculous encounter of Gabriel coming and answering his prayer in the ninth chapter. So he should have had better results, but it wasn't. Here's what it says in Daniel chapter 10 in verse 2. It says, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And so this time he prayed, and instead of getting better results, it took three weeks. The first time it took about three minutes. This time it took three weeks. You know, if you've been with the Lord very long, you've probably experienced something like this to where sometimes you pray and it seems like before you even get through with the prayer, man, God answers your prayer. The manifestation of what you were praying for is done. And then there's other times that you've prayed and it seems like it just drags on for a long period of time and you don't understand. If you've walked with the Lord very long, you will experience sometimes things working relatively easy and other times it seems like things are just really a struggle. So what's the answer to this? Well, continue reading here. As Daniel was praying, 
THE LORD APPEARED UNTO HIM, AND I WON'T READ ALL OF THIS, BUT THERE WAS A uh, MESSENGER THAT WAS SENT UNTO HIM, AND HE FELL FLAT ON HIS FACE WHEN HE SAW THIS MESSENGER OF GOD. HE WAS JUST OVERWHELMED WITH THE POWER AND THE PRESENCE OF GOD, AND THE ANGEL HAD TO REACH FORTH HIS HAND AND STRENGTHEN HIM AND SET HIM UPON HIS KNEES IN THE PALMS OF HIS HAND, AND FINALLY HE GOT ENOUGH STRENGTH THAT HE COULD TALK TO THIS ANGEL. AND IT SAYS HERE IN DANIEL CHAPTER 10, IN VERSE 10, IT SAYS, AND BEHOLD, A HAND TOUCHED ME, WHICH SET ME UPON MY KNEES AND UPON THE PALMS OF MY HANDS. AND HE SAID UNTO ME, O DANIEL, A MAN GREATLY BELOVED, UNDERSTAND THE WORDS THAT I SPEAK UNTO THEE, AND STAND UNRIGHT, FOR UNTO THEE AM I NOW SENT. AND WHEN HE HAD SPOKEN THIS WORD UNTO ME, I STOOD TREMBLING. THEN SAID HE UNTO ME, FEAR NOT, DANIEL, FOR FROM THE FIRST DAY THAT YOU DID SET YOUR HEART TO UNDERSTAND AND TO CHASTEN THYSELF BEFORE THY GOD, THY WORDS WERE HEARD, AND I AM COME FOR THY WORDS. SO HERE IS TWO PRAYERS. IN THE NINTH CHAPTER, DANIEL PRAYS A PRAYER, AND WHILE HE'S STILL PRAYING, in, IN APPROXIMATELY THREE MINUTES, GABRIEL, THE ANGEL OF GOD, SHOWS UP AND GIVES HIM HIS ANSWER TO PRAYER. THEN IN THE 10TH CHAPTER, HE PRAYS, HE MOURNS, HE FASTS FOR THREE WEEKS, NOT THREE MINUTES, BUT THREE WEEKS. AND THIS TIME, WHEN THE MESSENGER FROM GOD APPEARS, HE TELLS HIM, HE SAYS, FEAR NOT, DANIEL, FROM THE FIRST DAY THAT YOU SET YOUR HEART TO SEEK THE LORD, GOD GAVE THE COMMAND, AND I'M COME TO GIVE YOU EXPLANATION. SO HERE ARE TWO DIFFERENT RESULTS, THREE MINUTES VERSUS THREE WEEKS, AND YET GOD WAS THE EXACT SAME IN BOTH SITUATIONS. AND AGAIN, THIS JUST AMPLIFIES THE POINT THAT I WAS MAKING EARLIER IN THE BROADCAST THAT SOME PEOPLE THINK THAT THERE IS NO SUCH THING AS TIME, SPACE, DISTANCE WITH THE LORD, NO HINDRANCES, no, NOTHING. IF GOD WILLS IT, IT JUST, BOOM, COMES TO PASS. HERE IS AN INSTANCE WHERE GOD SPOKE, GAVE THE COMMAND, BUT IT TOOK 20, I MEAN, uh, THREE WEEKS, 21 DAYS FOR WHAT GOD SPOKE TO COME INTO PHYSICAL MANIFESTATION. NOW, THAT'S HUGE. AND MOST PEOPLE WOULD SIT THERE AND SAY, WELL, GOD, WHY DID YOU ANSWER ONE PRAYER IN THREE MINUTES AND THE OTHER PRAYER IN THREE WEEKS? IF YOU ANALYZE THIS, HE DIDN'T ANSWER ONE PRAYER IN THREE MINUTES AND THE OTHER ONE IN THREE WEEKS. HE ANSWERED BOTH INSTANTLY, BUT IT TOOK THREE MINUTES FOR ONE PRAYER TO MANIFEST. IT TOOK THREE WEEKS FOR THE OTHER, NOT BECAUSE OF GOD. NOW, SEE, AGAIN, THIS IS VERY IMPORTANT THAT YOU UNDERSTAND THIS. GOD IS NOT THE ONE WHO DETERMINES HOW LONG IT TAKES FOR YOUR PRAYERS TO COME INTO PHYSICAL MANIFESTATION. IF YOU'RE PRAYING FOR FINANCES, GOD'S NOT THE ONE THAT DETERMINES HOW LONG IT TAKES FOR THOSE FINANCES TO COME IN. IF YOU'RE PRAYING FOR HEALING OF YOUR BODY, GOD IS NOT THE ONE THAT DETERMINES HOW LONG IT TAKES FOR YOUR BODY TO BE HEALED. GOD ANSWERS YOUR PRAYER INSTANTLY, BUT THERE'S A LOT OF OTHER THINGS INVOLVED THAT CAN DELAY WHAT GOD HAS WILLED TO COME TO PASS. AND I KNOW THAT THAT SOUNDS NEARLY uh, LIKE HERESY TO SOME PEOPLE BECAUSE you're, YOU'RE SAYING THAT GOD JUST DOESN'T CONTROL EVERYTHING, GOD DOESN'T DO ANYTHING. I'M TELLING YOU WHAT THE BIBLE SAYS. GOD COMMANDED THIS MESSENGER TO ANSWER DANIEL'S PRAYER, AND IT TOOK THREE WEEKS. AND I'M OUT OF TIME TODAY, BUT ON TOMORROW'S PROGRAM, I'LL SHOW YOU WHY IT TOOK THREE WEEKS FOR HIS ANSWER TO PRAYER TO MANIFEST, AND I BELIEVE THAT THIS WILL REALLY HELP YOU. AGAIN, LET ME ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THIS TEACHING. I'VE GOT THIS BOOK. I'VE GOT STUDY GUIDES IN ENGLISH AND IN SPANISH. WE HAVE CD'S AND DVD'S. THE DVD'S WERE TAKEN FROM OUR TELEVISION PROGRAM. 
And I promise you, this teaching, if you put it all together and take it in its context, this could radically change your life. I think it's one of the most important things I teach. So listen to our announcer and call or write today. So I think the thing that had the biggest impact after we started tuning in with Andrew is the you've already got it. Um, you know, Jesus is not going to come back and take those stripes upon his back again. He's already provided for that. We've already got it. And once that I, I got that solidified, you know, in my heart, things really began to start happening as far as getting answers to prayers, seeing healings through our ministries and that sort of thing. Andrew's complete teaching titled, You've Already Got It, is available in a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. It's also available in a book and study guide in English or Spanish. Each of these products is available for a gift of any amount. Or you can get them in the You've Already Got It package. This package includes the book, the study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $90, but you can get it today for only $60. Andrew's book, You've Already Got It, is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. And we encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? I tell you, I'm excited. God is going to do something special during these meetings. I am enjoying this conference so much, I literally cannot wipe the smile off my face. Seeing Andrew is great, and being able to meet him was awesome. He speaks into your life like no one I know. God has given us everything that we need in seed form, and the Word of God has to be sown in your heart. 
Man, that is powerful. I love the word that he teaches. It's straightforward. It's the truth. Uh, he compares it with scripture every single moment. In your spirit, you already have been healed. By his stripes, you were healed, 1 Peter 2, 24. You've already got the mind of God, 1 Corinthians 2, 16. And you're already blessed, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Andrew's teaching and the love that he has for God's word and truth, it is the gospel truth. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd like to encourage you to check out our Gospel Truth TV. You've got well-known people on there like Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Keith Moore, and it's a safe place to be. You are going to be blessed. So check it out. It's 24-7, gospeltruth.tv.